0: Trenton 365 <clears throat> with <Jacques> Howard. <laughs> organizations, and people that make Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Uh, the website is Trenton, the numbers365.com. You can also follow us on Twitter @trenton365, at Trenton 365 and the Facebook page, Trenton365 Show. And I'm sorry, the email address, trenton365show at gmail.com. You're listening over WIMG 1300, the stellar award-winning station. And our website is WIMG1300.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well, WIMG1300. And if you're watching, it's over WPHY channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. In the studio with me is Catherine Clark, who is the marketing manager for Roxy Ballet Company. And uh, I'm stoked about roxy ballet for a multitude of reasons number one is that um it's it's a grassroots type of a ballet and i had some time to i spent some time with mark roxy um who's the founder of the organization uh About a month or so ago, a little more than a month, we were talking about um, his Frankenstein ballet that he put on. But now Catherine's back to talk about the Nutcracker, which is also a fantastic holiday event, uh, a tradition that my family um, enjoys going to every year. So uh, Catherine's going to be talking about the details about that. But I have to do a plug for Catherine because she will not do it. Catherine is also a filmmaker. And when I say a filmmaker, um, she 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 has an organization called Pop-Up Anthology. The website is popupanthology.com. I suggest you go there and check it out. There's some things that are happening there right in the city of Trenton, New Jersey, in partnership with Artworks. So Pop-Up Anthology has got some cool things going in. And if you look at some of the archives, you can see when I had her in the studio talking about Pop-Up Anthology and some of the projects that she's working on. Enough of that. Let's transition. Catherine Clark, welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: As always, it's a pleasure to see you. So let's talk about Roxy Ballet, because I know I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I, I went to the press event for the Frankenstein Ballet that took place at Well and I was excited about that. So now the season's almost like in full swing and you've got the Nutcracker coming up. Before we get into details about that, just give a little background information about Roxy Ballet.
1: Sure, this is um, Roxy Ballet's 22nd annual Nutcracker. So they've been doing the Nutcracker 22 years, which is amazing. Um, It is a contemporary ballet company, so even though the Nutcracker is you know, your stand, you know, what you think of when you hear ballet, they also do contemporary events like Frankenstein. You don't necessarily think of ballet and Frankenstein together, but they made it happen, and they made it incredible. So they do a lot of stuff in the community. They're based in Lambertville, and um, we're, we're really excited about our upcoming productions.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you say 22 years, again, you know, a lot of times people talk about art and about how arts aren't really funded well, et cetera. How has Roxy lasted 22 years?
1: Um, you know, we, we do have a lot of funding um, support from the state, from the Dodge Foundation, from, from amazing organizations around the country. And we also just have amazing volunteers and patrons who, who love what we're doing and, and they are really the ones to, to keep it going.
0: Awesome. And um, your website. I'd like you to share the website. And folks, I'm always talking about people need to go to the website, use the technology, see what is there. Because 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour-long conversation that I'm having isn't going to answer all of your questions. So uh, the website for Roxy Ballet.
1: Roxy's website is www.roxyballet.org. It's Dot org. And then we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Roxy Ballet.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier that it's in Lambertville, New Jersey. It is. And can you talk about the, the location? Because I, I don't, want, I don't <laughs> want to give away so much of it, but, but there's something special about the location in Lambertville.
1: It is. It, it's very special. It's, you know, it's on the other side of Lambertville. It's not in the middle of things, and, and we're in Canal Studios, which has Rojo's, which has um, a, lot of, a lot of art gallery spaces. Um, so it's a really unique space, and, and, of course, we make all of it happen there. Um, we bring our Nutcracker to um, uh, TC&J's Kindle Theater, but, but all the rehearsing and all the, the in-studio events are, are right there, up close and personal.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, try to, or not try, can you describe the aesthetics of the Roxy Ballet location in Lamberville? Because I, I just love the architecture <laughs> and, and the building itself.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can describe it. It's, it's a really unique space, definitely. Um, canal Studios, I don't know. <laughs> How would you describe it? <laughs> well, so what I would
0: say is it, it's, it, it's very reminiscent of a turn-of-the-century old brick warehouse mm-hmm. that has been fabricated or refabricated or refurbished into this wonderful space that's very modern and a very, um, I'm going to say like a, a New York or Philadelphia feel to it and um, the restaurant and the coffee shop that's located in the same building are very much thriving locations and I think it's just a perfect space for Roxy to be in. It's,
1: it's great yeah Liberty Pizza is also there we love them um, and it's next to Big Bear so we're, we're all we're around all these really unique, unique places. So. Great
0: so you gave the website and it's roxyballet.org and uh, on the website what can people do on your website?
1: Well, we have right now the main page is just um, features all the Nutcracker um, stuff that's going on. So we have a um, meet the dancer experience, which is featured, so younger audience members can can get some autographs and meet the dancers after the show. Um, we have a sensory friendly performance that's featured, so um, either families with young children or um, families with special needs or ASD are. are um, Totally welcome at that performance. It's it's a really um, unique experience, and um, of course our main production, the Nutcracker. Um, we also have some um, calendar events up for our spring performances. So Cinderella and the Sea word Stories of Cancer Survivors are also coming up. So so when you see the website, you can see all of the events happening. You can see all the um, intimate and studio events and you can learn more about who Roxy Ballet is. -hmm. That's
0: awesome. And you touched on a couple of things that I'd like to discuss as well. Um, Lately and I say lately, I'd say the last four or five years, there's been a very very much a designed effort from a lot of production houses and design studios to have um, sensory performances. Mm -hmm. Performances that are more welcoming to uh, people who um, have, have different functional issues and provide them the opportunity to experience some amazing art but in an environment where it's not going to be uh, uh, distracting Mm -hmm. to other people who are visiting. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, part of the mission of Roxy Ballet is is to make dance accessible to everybody. And everyone should have the opportunity to experience dance, and everybody should be welcome into the dance community. Um, Because dance isn't just an art form, it's it's a method of communication. Um, So the um, sensory-friendly performance was really important to to all of us to have. like you said, to to create a relaxed, welcoming environment, the performance itself will have um, house lights up at about 20%, so it won't be completely dark. Um, The lobby areas, there'll be a quiet area, there will also be fidget objects, all the the staff and volunteers are trained for any special needs. And what's most interesting about this performance, um, which is, you know, we would never um, allow it in, in other performances, is that you can use cell phones. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Okay. So, you know, it's just it's a different environment. Um, it's just relaxed and, and um,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the sensory performance, um, it, and for some people who might not know, it caters specifically to some people who are having uh, or who have um I don't want to say disabilities, but how would you explain it and be specific sure. as to what some of them are? Sure. So um,
1: are. one of the main um, audiences of, of a sensory friendly performance is um, individuals with autism spectrum disorder, or and their families as well. So that's who it's really um, geared towards. But you know, we also realize that some families with younger children sometimes the kids, you know, can't sit still for an hour and 45 minutes and and don't really necessarily appreciate the full um, nutcracker experience Or, or they just want to give their kids like a first first nutcracker experience without all the pressure of you know having to sit still and and you know having to just pay attention to every single thing so we also really we're totally fine with that, too. <laughs>
0: Great. Now, w- from the beginning, was that what Roxy Ballet's intention was? I know it's a part of the mission now to, mm-hmm. to um, provide opportunities for people to learn about dance and performance mm-hmm. and the art of it um, now, but was that always the, the perception or, or the design? It
1: was very much always the perception. Um, another part of Roxy Ballet is our education and outreach programs. So we do have um, a Wheels and Bodies in Motion program where seated dancers who are in wheelchairs get to be paired with the standing dancer and they learn all the choreography and movements together. And that's something their that Roxy Ballet has done from the very beginning. Um, another part of the education curriculum is their Celebrating Diversity program, which is amazing. It's so unique. It was performed at President Obama's inauguration. So it's, you know, it's pretty it's a pretty big deal for for a Lambertville Ballet company. Um and that's all I like I said that's always been the mission is is to bring as many people to dance mm-hmm. that and, as possible.
0: And so there, that's something that I'd like you to to drill down a bit on um uh, the education and the outreach mm-hmm. portion of it. Um you know, when I chatted with with Mark before, I mean, he mm-hmm. was he was very clear that, you know, this is something that it's a community based um, event. This dance company, it's a professional dance company, but it's very much uh, entrenched in the community and we'll always focus on that. Can mm-hmm. you just drill down a bit on the education and out- outreach portions?
1: Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the education portion, sometimes they go all the dancers and, and- a side note: The dancers are completely amazing. They're from all over the world. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've had years of training, and I, I can't believe how talented all of them are. So they go into schools. They, um, some have in-school residency programs. So they all, they all teach um, dance at different schools around the area, um, and then also in terms of being a community-based effort, you know, Mark really does want everybody in the community welcome. So we have events like tutus and tiaras where, you know, you don't have to be a dancer, but young kids can come enjoy and make make different crafts and, and talk to the dancers. And then, as you know, we also have our beer and ballet. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of open bar donations where, you know, you just enjoy craft brews and sit in on a rehearsal. And, you know, you don't have to know anything about dance. You know, when I started, I, I had no idea, like, anything about dance. And just from, you know, the welcoming atmosphere, I've been able to just watch rehearsals and, and see how it really happens. So.
0: <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's interesting that you bring up the, the beer and ballet event because that is um, my first experience with that. And then to be able to see so many other people who were there. Who I think were in the same place I was. Like we're used to going to theater and performances, and it's like, wait a minute, like, can I, can I move around? Um, can I take some pictures? Can I ask some questions, etc.? And it was it was so nice to not only not only Mark but also the dancers, the choreography, and to be able to see it in in a different atmosphere. Because normally when you go to an event, you see start to finish, and. Yeah. If there is a mistake or if there is a change, you have no idea mm-hmm. about it because you're just seeing it start to finish. But um, for the beer and ballet event, which was you know open to the public, which was awesome, was you got a chance to see how it evolved. And uh, and forgive me for not knowing the the choreographer off the top of my head, but but it was nice to see how he worked with the dancers.
1: Stephen so, Stone. Yes. All right. So, yes. Stephen, so Stephen and Stephen how Stephen is a choreographed Frankenstein. Yes.
0: So how he. said well let's try this and no well let's try this and what do you think and what do you think and then to see it kind of all come together and evolve. To me that was actually watching the creation happen right in front of me and I, I didn't see the actual complete performance but it was just amazing to me. Can you talk about how Important it is for people to acknowledge or understand that there's a whole big backstory behind what you see when you come to a performance. Oh my goodness.
1: There's there's a backstory behind the entire production, from costumes to choreography to, to lights, to to who comes out when and, you know, making sure your shoes are on the right feet and, and so on. So, you know, every, behind the scenes is completely different than the performance. Um We had an event the other week, um, a brown bag kind of lunchtime ballet where our guest um, got to talk to the dancers afterwards. She's like, I had no idea that dancing is actually hard. Like you guys make it look so easy on stage, but I'm watching you and, you know, as you've been to Canal Studios, you're so up close with the dancers. You know, you can see like the sweat and, you know, the heavy breathing and and how, how much work dancing really is. She's like, I, you know, you don't see that from. From an audience, as an audience, um, I think another thing with a really amazing behind-the-scenes story that you never think about is is the costumes. Um, so one thing I've been focusing on um, this season with my time at Roxy is is the costumes, and so maybe that's why I, I'm really impressed with it. But um, earlier this summer, we had a fundraiser, which you know, numerous patrons and, and students who love what we do helped us raise $5,000 for new Nutcracker prints and soldier costumes. And, and that was incredible because you realize these costumes have been used year after year for 22 years and, and you know everything comes from somewhere. So when you have to make new costumes, you, you really have to make new costumes. So I've really watched the process unfold and we have two costume designers, Alicia Warden and Noda Roxy Jones, who is Mark's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come together and they hand make all All the costumes, and and you think, wow, like that's great, they're handmade, how extraordinary! But really, you know, they're not just costumes to be put on a mannequin, they're costumes that have to be danced in, they're costumes with layers. And, um, you know, they spent months and months researching um, Victorian era uniforms, and and that's where all the inspiration came from. So, you see that, and you see, you know, all these pieces that have to come together, it's really incredible.
0: Mm -hmm. And the more time that I spend, with uh, artists of all different genres, Mm -hmm. the more I'm encouraged um, because, you know, my background in fashion is one thing, but there's a fashion element to the costumes.
1: Oh, very much so.
0: Where the the designers, the the pattern makers, the seamstresses, etc., and even the people who have to clean Mm -hmm. these garments, this isn't just throw it in your washing machine kind of thing. This is very particular work, and it's couture. Mm-hmm. because most of the time these costumes are one-of-a-kind um, and so it's, it's interesting to actually see how it all all comes together earlier you had started to talk about the dancers uh-huh. and uh, you mentioned the meet the dancers mm-hmm. event I'd like for you to talk about that a little bit because I've got some follow-up questions okay
1: so um, our meet the dancer event is very Nutcracker specific um, and, and it's geared towards younger audiences you know maybe somebody's first experience at, at a ballet or you know somebody who wants to be a dancer one day um, there's an autograph book that you know patrons can purchase for a small amount and it's full color it has all the the photos of the characters in there with with room to sign so after the show um, they can come up and, and meet the dancers take photos get their autograph and you know it's it's a one-of-a-kind experience mm-hmm. when it
0: comes down to it. Yeah, and, and our culture now is so much geared towards um, um, technology mm-hmm. and social media and so forth, so developing a marketplace for, mm-hmm. desi- for dancers to be celebrities as if they were, if they danced at, you know, the Greater London Ballet or whatever, mm-hmm. or in these other highly esteemed places, But we can replicate that here Mm -hmm. and provide an opportunity for for people who may not get an opportunity to go to some of the larger dance companies, et cetera, and to give them that experience. But more importantly, we're developing a marketplace now. Mm -hmm. So now these dancers become household names, and maybe this transfers and gives them an opportunity to grow their brand and Mm -hmm. to grow the the ballet company's brand, et cetera. When you were talking about the the autograph booklet, I'm thinking, okay, for 22 years, hypothetically, if Mm -hmm. this was going on for 22 years, that's a pretty extensive series of history that you would have. Okay, this dancer's been here how many times, et cetera. Yeah. So I think it's a fantastic idea, and I encourage you to keep doing
1: that. Great. Yeah, we're excited about it. Um, And, you know, even though we're a a small ballet company in, in Lambertville, the Nutcracker really comes together is this huge production you never know it you you have no idea it came from that small canal studios when you see it it's it's just amazing so Mm
0: -hmm. and let's what I let's shift gears and start talking about the nutcracker um, for an example Um, can you give some and let me back up because I'm sure most people have heard of the nutcracker I don't know how many people have actually seen it Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm one of those I'm, I'm like a nutcracker nut (laughs) when it comes this time of year you know like I mean it's it's one of the things like yeah we're gonna go see it right you know um but for the folks who don't have any idea about the Nutcracker how would you describe what that ballet is?
1: Um, It's a lot of fun it's you know it's kind of a series of vignettes um to Tchaikovsky's music um there's the Sugar Plum Fairies there's the Snow Queen there's um Mice and a Rat King so you know it's Centered around one young girl, Clara, and she goes on this adventure to, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's 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 pretty awesome, um, and I'm sure when you hear Tchaikovsky's music, it will you'll say I've heard that before. Not necessarily putting it together with the nutcracker mm-hmm. or vice versa so um, i encourage folks to check that out why don't you share the contact information one more time and on the website people can purchase tickets correct
1: yeah um www.roxyballet.org and to purchase tickets is it's nutcracker and um, when you're on the nutcracker page you can choose from you know if you want to go on Saturday the 26th or if you want to go December 3rd, you know, you can, you can pick your performance time.
0: Great. Now back to talking about the Nutcracker a little bit. I know that it's, you obviously enjoy it. I know that I enjoy it. And, um, there's, there's a lot of, um, in the previous ones I've seen, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of movement where it's, it's it may be difficult for some people to follow the story, um, because of Claire's experience. And, and I don't want to give it away, but how would you explain that?
1: How would I explain that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you really necessarily have to follow the story. I think it's, you know, you just enjoy it. There's so much, you know, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland <laughs> to me. Okay. In a way. I don't know, maybe it's, that, maybe that's how I kind of see it, but um, there's just so many, or, or Wizard of Oz, you know. It's a,
0: yeah, like no. if you were to pull something out of Alice in Wonderland or the Wizard of Oz and say, Okay, look, I'm gonna break this down for you and explain this, this, this series, um, it would be difficult. Um, yeah, because no because people it, it would is say it's difficult
1: to, to explain and and maybe that's why um you know, it, it's told through dance, you know, not necessarily through um through a, an entire book, word you know, or, or spoken word. So mm-hmm.
0: And um besides it being centered around Christmas. The mm-hmm. Christmas time of the year. Why do you think it's become such a holiday tradition?
1: You know, I, I think um I think it's part, part of it's the music. I think part of it is that um it's always around the holidays and you just grow up thinking, I'm gonna go to Nutcracker and Nutcracker it's Christmas time and there's so many winter scenes in it, you know. Right now all of our um, promotion photos are of the snow like the snow scene. It's so beautiful, so Um, I think it's just,
0: yeah. It's just one of those things that just kind (laughs) of fits nicely, culturally, with what's going on in the world.
1: I think so. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Mark or some of the dancers would have a completely different answer (laughs) than me, but like I said, I'm not a dancer, so this is my non-dance perspective of it. Great. And that's a nice (laughs) transition
0: to uh, talking about your position with Mm -hmm. Roxy Ballet. And uh, how would you describe them?
1: Um, I do all the media and marketing for them. So, every, you know, all the some of the social media is me <laughs> and um, you know some of the photographs that we redesigned our website this summer and that mm-hmm. was kind of a team effort um,
0: which is very nice by the way
1: oh thank you yes
0: I like it very much
1: we are excited about it and press releases and radio shows so that's <laughs> <laughs> what I do all
0: right cool so for someone a young person or someone who's thinking of hey I kind of think I'd like to know more about it like how would you describe how you got into the business of uh, marketing Mm -hmm. and um, and how would you encourage others to look into it as a viable career as well
1: sure well as you know I I studied film directing so um, I come at it from a very visual point of view instead of like I have to sell 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 you know marketing isn't about that it's about um, appreciating um, what it is that what it is you're around um, and I also come from a non-profit background, so for me, um, community-based efforts and, and the arts and um, especially welcoming arts communities is, is really the perspective I came from, it, and that's really what Roxy Ballet is, and that's why I, that's how I essentially got involved with them, is, is they really had um, just, it was just such a welcoming non atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think anybody who wants to get involved, you know, marketing is you know you don't need a business degree to to do marketing. You know you just need to to be able to reach out to people in a different way or or um, you know talk about a performance in a different way or you know, um, I've spent the past couple months photographing the dancers, and I think coming at it from that fresh perspective is has been interesting because I'm not necessarily looking at the best you know, the best technique of, of dancing, because I don't necessarily know, but I, you know, I I can come at it from, like, what image and what movements have the most heart to it, and that's also what people want to see, and that's what I think draws people to the arts and to performances and, you know, makes people stop watching Netflix and come out to an event sometimes, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> that's great. That, that's, that's awesome. So... Uh, Social media is huge. It, it is. is. very important um, for, I, I'd say, for any business that you have. I'd say for very, very few, like manufacturing, or, or like large-scale mm-hmm. corporate ma- manufacturing. But how have Okay, let me back up. So, <laughs> so you're a filmmaker, so you've mm-hmm. got a lot of experience with visual, right. obviously. So how do you feel you, you are fusing together the marketing with your background of visual to, to create this brand or more brand identity or recognition for Roxy Ballet?
1: Um, sure. That's that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I bring my camera with me to work every day, which to me is is just exciting to, to go around observing these rehearsals and and to talk to the dancers behind the camera and, and you know, capture what they're doing. Um, and, um, what was the other part of the question?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, that you, you nailed it, um, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, like, fusing that all together. Yeah. Um, the visual standpoint, but also the marketing, and, and then, like, putting this together into mm-hmm. this beautiful branded package <laughs> that has outlets through radio and TV and print yeah. media and websites, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, sure, yeah, so like I said, um, going around with my camera and, and really conveying that, um, ballet is, is really, um a beautiful form of art and, and you know, conveying, conveying all the movements and conveying that, um, you know, the, the tireless efforts that people are putting into it. Um, and like I told you, um, you know, I've been focused on the costumes lately and I was able to see behind the scenes. So I think putting that personal touch on it, um, the costume designers are like, oh, nobody's ever done a story on us. So, coming at it from that like let's let's go see what's behind the scenes let's go see what work is put into it, um, and I think because that fascinates me as somebody who doesn't know much about ballet will fascinate other people who don't know much about ballet, mm-hmm. so kind of allowing the audience to go observe with me mm-hmm. as it were and,
0: and y- you've actually just led right into <laughs> my my next point and. And folks, this wasn't designed. I mean, Catherine and I just kind of have this this flow, which is awesome. And it was about the dancer's life. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, when when someone thinks about a traditional career mm-hmm. or profession, like they might not consider dancing and some of the other performing arts as viable careers. I mean, right. they they understand. Okay, yeah, there's professional people who are in ballet and and they're you know, in, in these big cities doing these things. But there's also others who were doing it and could be just as good, mm-hmm. could have decided to not go to a larger city, but prefer to be in a, in a different environment, etc. Can you just talk about, from your perspective, uh-huh. what you've observed uh, regarding a dancer's life and the profession mm-hmm. of dancing?
1: Oof. Well, I, I do know that there are... Um I think maybe three professional dance companies in all of New Jersey, you know, three companies with paid dancers. So it's definitely not the, um, the easiest thing to do and to find work in. So that alone is pretty impressive that, that it's right here in Lambertville and, and it's thriving. But, um, you know, some, some dancers have been doing it since they were three or four and, and just kept going, and you, it's, it's something you have to stick with. Um, and you know, a lot of them tell me if you leave it alone for just a year, it's so hard to get back into it because you know, your body, when you're dancing, your body is moving 12 hours a day, like six days a week. Like these guys like don't stop. I, you know, they're always dancing. So, um, that's really what I've seen is, is that it's incredibly challenging and rewarding, you know, but.
0: Well, we're about up on a short break. And uh, we'll be talking more about um, Roxy Ballet Company. But in the interim, folks, the website is roxy, R-O-X-E-Y, Ballet.org. There you can find out information about past performances, current performances, and you can also buy tickets there for the Nutcracker, which starts this coming Saturday, uh, November 26th. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show with me, Jacques Howard, and we'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're watching over W I M excuse me W P H Y channel 25 in Mercer County, and over W I M G 1300 is where you're listening. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, W I M G 1300 as well. In the studio with me is Catherine Clark, who is the marketing manager for Roxy Ballet. Company, which is roxyballet.org, and we've been talking about her position as marketing manager, some of the past events that Roxy has put on, and its history. It's 22 plus year history, uh, based out of Lambertville, New Jersey. And Catherine, I'm going to go back to you and and have you talk a bit more about. Your position as marketing manager, you know, oftentimes you know people talk about their jobs and what they do, and I like to give um, young people or people who don't have an understanding about some of these more creative positions and organizations and opportunities mm-hmm. like you working with Roxy Ballet, like what it entails and how you got into it and and how maybe some other people can get into it so we can grow the idea and the concept of it being a viable occupation. So. I'd like for you to actually share a bit more about your position as marketing manager for Roxy Bella.
1: Okay, sure. Well, when I started actually, um, you know, I told Mark, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a marketer. I'm an artist who who has marketing skills, but I'm going to come at it from the perspective of an artist. And he was like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so, you know, I don't think you need to, to necessarily have, you know, a business degree or, you know, have. Um, a marketing degree, but you, you know, marketing is about bringing people together and and appealing to people. So that's what I see my job as: as, as showing um, people who haven't ever thought they were into ballet, like, yeah, you are into ballet. This is why, like, you know, come out and come out and enjoy this performance and um, enjoy. Um, enjoy your community essentially so that's that's how i see my job you know not necessarily as a marketer but i like bringing people together
0: more Mm -hmm. so and and that's and that's great i'm glad you explained it that way (laughs) because um the whole idea and the concept of okay you Mm -hmm. know we go to school yeah we get a degree and then this is who we are for the rest of our lives no this is what i do i am Mm -hmm. only this well no you're a human being exactly and you've got feelings and emotions and some days are good and some days aren't (laughs) so good and you're around some people who are going going to affect you etc but if you come at it from a standpoint of hey this is my life and Mm -hmm. this is what i'm going to do and i'm going to express my life in the work that i do Mm -hmm. then i think it comes across as more genuine and i would assume that Mark and uh, the rest of the folks at Roxy Ballet have been doing this for 22 plus mm-hmm. years, which is why it's successful.
1: Oh, very much so.
0: So, um, can you talk about some of the this season's mm-hmm. events and ballets that have taken place? Now, I know we mentioned, uh, you know, Frankenstein, and yeah. we've got one that's coming up this Saturday, but but some of the other things that Roxy has been doing this year.
1: So, for the fall, we had or have and had our two main stage events, which she said is Frankenstein, and now it's the Nutcracker. So those are our two biggest events for the fall. Um, Frankenstein, for me, you know, coming into it, I was like, wow, like Frankenstein and ballet, how does this work? Um, but it was actually really amazing. It was this futuristic interpretation of, of the story by Mary Shelley, and it was really about how um, fear defines your monsters really is what it came down to um, you know but it was premised around this futuristic like cloning and somebody creates this monster and the creature kills everyone you know but but at the, you know there is heart to it definitely um, and it was a beautiful production um, there's this like crazy electronic they, um, music they use from a composer Michael Kallstrom and, and it came together and every performance was sold out. It was just a really wonderful experience to have in our studios where you could sit, you could sit um, up close and personal with the dancers and see the whole stage from, from right here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And you know, something else that um, I, I can't believe that we, we or I neglected to bring this up. And uh, that's the whole idea and the concept about mm-hmm. the originality mm-hmm. of this. And, and uh, I'm going to go back and talk to you about what it means to be a contemporary ballet. Mm-hmm. But the original art standpoint of it, I mean, you had music scores done, probably, I would assume locally, local artists putting them together, costumes designed locally. Um, you obviously uh, have partnered with other vendors and, mm-hmm. and other partners that are local as well. So you're actually creating a bit of a, an economy with Roxy Ballet, correct?
1: Very much so, and you know we have our our costume designers who put everything together and and we also have um, you know we work directly with the Mill Ballet School which is the official school of Roxy Ballet so they definitely go hand-in-hand there's a lot of students who come to Mill and and end up um, being pre-professional dancers and and dancing in a lot of the Roxy Ballet shows too so so those organizations especially are you know um, Mark's wife Melissa is is the director of the school, so so very much a, a mini economy. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, earlier in the beginning, you you said that Roxy Ballet is a contemporary mm-hmm. ballet, and you know when people think contemporary, I mean they they've got it in their mind mm-hmm. what that actually means, but from a ballet standpoint, how would you explain that to the folks what a contemporary ballet is?
1: Well, I think a. I think of a, a ballet company, um, just any regular standard ballet company. You know, you think of Nutcracker, and almost every ballet company does Nutcracker, and and of course, you know they should. It's it's a holiday tradition. It's a classic. Um, but where Roxy Ballet is different is that we do put on productions like Frankenstein. Um, that's so um, unique and and um, you know it's not you know your your classic ballet you know it's it's very new and very nuanced Um, another production we're really excited about that's happening in the spring is the c-word stories of breast cancer survivors and um, you know i I won't say too much but it is a collaboration with a lyricist and with an artist and with a composer um, and you know, Mark, along with these collaborators, have been interviewing breast cancer survivors to to hear their stories and to um, get to know them. And then a lyricist is is um, turning the interviews into a song. Um, and each you know, all all of it will be kind of intertwined. You won't know whose story is is whose necessarily, but um, all these pieces will come together. Um, and, and be this whole like song cycle, ballad, song, ballad, cycle, whatever the phrase is, um, <laughs> collaboration. But it's gonna be, it's really beautiful. And um, it's just combining all these different art, store, art forms to tell a story.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I've jotted this note down um, art addressing social issues. Mm-hmm. Can you, from your perspective, Talk about what Roxy Ballet is doing in addressing social issues through their art.
1: Sure. Um, well, one of the things I brought up earlier is the celebrating diversity program, which I feel like is important now more so than ever to to make sure um, programs like that are present in the community. Um, and you know, it's not necessarily there's no words coming out necessarily, but it's all through movement. It's all through um, you know the dance, and also that the other part of it is that you're welcoming everyone into the audience you know you're you're welcoming your community in, um and you're making it accessible so i think that's two parts of of the puzzle is how you're expressing your art and and how you're welcoming people in
0: so and being as inclusive as possible exactly Mm, that's that's fantastic um before the break we were talking about your position as marketing manager mm-hmm. and you touched a bit on the importance of social media mm-hmm. in branding and so forth. Um, can you just kind of rehash some of that for the folks who actually may have missed that?
1: Um, sure, so you know with uh, social media is, is you can't live without it now. You know, you're, you connect with other businesses and artists and um, your community through social media much more so than um, you know your standard like New York Times or something like that you know so I think social media is a really wonderful way to um, connect with the world around you um, and and put out and you know put out who you are on there. So we always post about our dancers, um, where they're from, what they're doing, um, you know why they love dancing, you know, and getting that message across so people can feel like they know us as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're not being like closed off and secretive. You know, we're welcoming people to to get to know our dancers and the company.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you were talking about um, meet the dancer mm-hmm. um, and uh, the marketing of that. Can you just rehash that as well? Because I think that's one of the, one of the really cool marketing things that I think will resonate with a lot of young people particularly um, the school-age children.
1: Definitely well um, kind of backtracking a little bit last weekend we were at Bucks County Children's Museum and it was a very interactive event so the dancers were just walking around the museum in their Nutcracker costumes and you know looking beautiful and glamorous and all the kids were there to see the museum Um, but it gave them a chance to um, you know, and and there's not even a stage. It was just this very interactive event. It gave the kids a chance to come up to all the dancers to like see their to see their costumes um, up close and to take photos and to ask questions. And you know, most of them are under the age of seven, of course. So this was their first time like really seeing like a dancer. You know, so it was very exciting. Um, one of the kids she was very shy maybe about five like really wanted to talk to a dancer but you could tell she was like terrified like she was like hiding behind her dad and and you know she she really wanted to though so you know i just went over to the dancers and like that you know she really wants to meet you maybe you should go to her because she's like terrified of coming to you um so they all came over to her they like danced for her like then and there and they talked to her and encouraged her to, you know, um, be a dancer or, um, you know, not, not be as shy, just to be confident and, and to be, you know, um, whatever. But it was such an interesting experience for me to see how that interaction could really encourage young kids or could really inspire young kids you know, wow, like a dancer is coming over to me and talking to me, or wow, like they're doing this dance just for me. Like, and, you know, she felt really special. So it was really, um, you know, for me it was really interesting to see how much that, that affected the kids that were there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of those, uh, those experiences, and, and I'm a big sports fan, and, and you hear about um, so-and-so when they were a child, um, they received a ball from their favorite athlete or an autograph or something like that. And at that point, it changed their perspective. And and that young person said, this is what I want to Mm -hmm. do. Like, I want to be an athlete because of this experience I had with Mm -hmm. this person. You're doing the same thing with Roxy Ballet. Um, And and who knows what that that little girl is going to grow up and be or who she's going Mm -hmm. to grow up and be. But there's a good chance that, the impression that the dancers and Roxy Ballet and the, and, the, and the location are going to stick with her for the rest of her life. You know, so we're, we are literally in our day-to-day activities making major impressions on mm-hmm. people's lives. And a lot of times we're making impressions on very young people mm-hmm. who they've got their whole lives ahead of them. So, you know, you're talking someone seven, five, five, seven years old. You're talking potentially 80, 90 years that you could have an impact on. So, it's just exciting to me. And, and I encourage you and the rest of the dancers at Roxy to continue what you're doing because you're obviously making a, an impact. And it's, it's interesting to see what you're doing and where it's going to be going next. Transitioning right into this week ends mm-hmm. performance, the kickoff Yay. of the holiday classic, The Nutcracker. Tickets and things are available on the website, mm-hmm. roxyballet.org. Um, what can folks expect, um, first of all, if, if they purchase a ticket, mm-hmm. number one, and uh, share some information about the location and the venue, then talk a bit about the actual performance.
1: Sure. Well, the location is beautiful. It's at um, the College of New Jersey, um, tc Kendall Theater, which I think holds 800 seats so it's a pretty large um performance venue um so we're excited about that first of all um performing at tc and j and um second of all you know there will be a, a special visit at the end from from santa so
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> in town already
1: he, you know he's in town just for Roxy oh okay all right. So all right he knew he knew it was a special performance so <laughs> <laughs> um And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a a magical event for sure.
0: Okay. And, um, a little bit of detail because I know some people Mm -hmm. when they think, okay, ballet, opera, theater, I don't have three hours. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what can people expect from that standpoint?
1: Sure. It's, it's an hour and 45 minutes. So, you know, not even two hours, a little less than two hours, um, and I've, I'm actually going to the theater the first time Friday, so I get to see it for myself. Because um, I wasn't here last year, so this will be my first time too. So I'll be experiencing experiencing the performance with them as well in the venue.
0: Awesome. And can you give a, a teaser about um, some of the costumes? And and the reason why I say that again, my background in fashion, I love I love the art and craft of creating beautiful things with clothing and textures and so forth. I, I know you don't want to give anything away major, but just a little teaser about some of the costumes.
1: Um, okay, so you can actually find this on our social media, so you can you can go look at it as I'm talking, but um, there are new um, Prince costumes and Soldier Nutcracker costumes this year, and they're really beautiful. Um, they're handmade by Alicia Worden and Noda Roxy Jones, along with numerous volunteers. They have a whole team of volunteers helping them out. Um, And there's all the, I don't know, I mean, you're the fashion person. I'm just like, wow, that, you know, they went to um, a million different stores in New York looking for the right fabric. So even to pick out this um, fabric, you know, took time to to make that choice. And, you know, it's this light blue fabric. It's um, a Victorian era inspired uniform. So, with um, sequins and embellishments, and it's really beautiful.
0: Mm. That's 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 <laughs> super exciting. Um, you mentioned volunteers mm-hmm. in the costume um, mm-hmm. assistance and so forth. Is there a need for Roxy Ballet to have volunteers to to work performances, to help out around the the dance studio, or or to participate in some other capacity?
1: Oh, very much so. We we couldn't do it without the volunteers. There are at least a hundred who help us put on the Nutcracker every year and, you know, when you have you know, four people working in the office day to day, you definitely need extra hands for the show. Um, so all of the cast members' parents volunteer, so they're always a part of the show. You know, it's always, you know, we get the whole family involved, essentially. Um, There's volunteers for marketing, so I have my volunteers. There's costume volunteers. There's um, behind-the-stage volunteers during the performance, like I said, to make sure the shoes are on the right feet and the costumes are, you know, they're not wearing a Rat King costume during the the snow scene or something, you know, Um, and stagehands and and ushers. And there's so many volunteers and, and, you know, especially for the main stage performances, they're so important for Roxy Ballet, but even day to day when when all the craziness isn't going on, we still we still rely on our volunteers.
0: Mm-hmm. And now uh, there's opportunities for volunteers in the future to, if they wanted to go to the website oh, and yeah. sign up, they can do that there?
1: They can, and um, yeah, there is a space to sign up on the website. They can also email marketing at roxyballet.org if they want to be on my volunteer team. Um, uh, year-round we have some um, amazing volunteers we're working with a, um, a photographer who, who loves to come to all of the performances and and rehearsals and he's he's always there so he's great like we I couldn't do it without him so <laughs> all right,
0: that's cool so um, uh, finishing up when when I think about the ballet or any mm-hmm. performance especially when it's some um, small companies or, or bands which i'm a huge fan of when the performer takes the stage like i just just like this deep breath that i'm taking out it's, it's like that's that's what i'm feeling on saturday
1: uh-huh.
0: when the curtain comes up just explain from your perspective what some of the audience can anticipate
1: i think it's gonna be just a beautiful performance you know um You know, there's the party scene of the Nutcracker that happens first, so, you know, they get to see Clara, they get to see all the, um, all the dancers, and and it's just gonna be really exciting to see it come together, um, you know, especially because you're coming to the Nutcracker usually with a friend or with your family and, and being able to experience that production with, um, all the lights and the performers and the costumes and the set design it's it's just really exciting
0: Mm -hmm. and you know that's something that we didn't touch on and I want to um, set design and um, I think sometimes set designers Mm -hmm. don't like because they're they're technically very rarely seen they're not Mm -hmm. really out front you know they're back of the house folks and a lot of their work is done way in advance Mm -hmm. um but those carpenters uh, and craftspeople who put these sets together and paint them, et cetera, those artists are just just amazing. Um, you want to share anything about the set design?
1: Yeah, we we really don't. Um, we have a stage manager and we have a lighting designer and and the volunteers. It's it's pretty it's pretty minimal. I know, like with this snow scene, there's you know this no you know they throw some snow up in the air as it were. Um, And it's really beautiful, and, you know, our main focus is the dancers. So, you know, I think it it all really comes together with all those pieces. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, regarding the dancers, and uh, as we move on, um, I know you've got the Meet the Dancers event, Mm -hmm. and and you're doing several things socially to promote the dancers individually, and they're going out in public and so Mm -hmm. forth. I was not shocked, but I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. to see the diversity yep. in the cast um, of Frankenstein.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, can I expect the same thing for the Nutcracker?
1: Oh, definitely. The the company dancers will be the same. Um, we have a couple of new dancers this year, Politea, um, Gabriella, um, Diana, so they're all new dancers and then um, those are part of the professional company and then the cast of younger dancers is there's, I think, eighty plus younger dancers. So, um, it's definitely, you know, all ages, um, from all over the world. Um, so, you know, and, and of course, the younger dancers dancers are, are from the area, from um, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So, there's there's a wonderful mix of, of everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I didn't touch on that before, and I'm I'm surprised I didn't because the, traditionally that's the the Nutcracker mm-hmm. always has a lot of younger people who are doing performing um a lot of them are children um can you talk about um the how large is the cast and the staff
1: um there's probably like a hundred dancers who who make it all happen so it's it's every weekend they come to rehearse and (laughs) and the ballet just fills up and and it's great because everyone's passionate about it and um we we really need um we really need them to, to put it together. So, you know, this, we had auditions back in September and, and it was probably the largest amount of, of dancers who ever came out for Roxy Ballet. So we're excited just to have new dancers and returning dancers and, and everybody really just wants to be there and, and experience experience Nutcracker, so.
0: Great, and uh, final words as we're about to finish up, what would you like to say to the listening and viewing audience about Roxy Ballet and about the Nutcracker?
1: So this is Roxy Ballet's 22nd annual holiday classic Nutcracker and we hope to see everyone there. You can get your tickets on slash nutcracker It opens on Saturday, November 26th.
0: Fantastic. Catherine Clark, managing or excuse me, marketing manager for Roxy Ballet uh, and uh, a growing friend I have who's doing some amazing things, not only with Roxy Ballet, but also with filmmaking as well. Folks, I always like to encourage you um, who are listening and watching, take that opportunity to visit and see some of the wonderful things that are happening in this region. I, I enjoy going to Philadelphia and to New York and so forth, but there's a lot of wonderful things that are taking place right here, a little closer, definitely more budget friendly um, than uh, some of the, the larger cities in the region, but the level of talent and the opportunity that you're going to get is top notch, first rate, and it's always good quality. And uh, the only way that you're going to experience what I've been experiencing is to get out and to try and check it out, and I encourage you to do that. So again, roxyballet.org is where you can find out about the company, about the Nutcracker. You can purchase tickets there as well. And archives of this interview and others will be on the website, Trenton365.com. And we'll talk next week, friends. Have a great night and enjoy the holidays with your friends and with your family. Take care.